Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my live and in-person friend, Frank. How are you today? Ah, it's like I can touch you. Oh, my God. I well, just reach across, and we'd have to move away. We'd be a little... From the microphones. Yeah. That would be so hard. I'm not going to do that. No, we're not going to do that. But we are recording together, in person, live, coming to you from my home. Nowhere yeah. special, really. From, for the first time since episode 200. Absolutely. And this is episode... To fourteen, yeah, I was I was I vaguely remembered that two thirteen was our last one, so I was gonna say two fourteen. So nice job, hooray! I think I asked you what our last one was. Oh, you may have on the last episode, um, which so so my memory is as good as a week. There you go, good for me. Week to week, good. It, well, what else is there? Truly, <laughs> truly, yeah, yeah. We are live and in person because we had a fun and magical trip that we did. we're not here to talk about. Nope. Nope. So what are you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> um, I am drinking after at the end of a long road trip, which is what we just had. Literally just got out of the car and started sat down and started recording. This might be the latest uh, we've ever recorded a podcast episode, too. So this is going to be uh, yeah. unimaginably fun. This is going to be very interesting. Um, I am drinking a Banded Brewing Company Daikaiju. It is uh, an American double Imperial IPA um, that I have been enjoying for the last couple of weeks. I have only one of these left in my fridge, and it is delightful. I'm really glad that you brought it with you mm-hmm. to to my home. Yes, well, I wanted to share it with you. Thank you, yeah. but but you're only you're drinking the only one, so I'm well, just drinking the Sam Adams that was already in my fridge. Well, you know, you just you can do you. Okay, that's uh, fine. You can do whatever you want. Like you just brought it for both of us, and then you're the only one drinking it because you only had one. So, well, you know, I just thought that I would. Uh... Wave the carrot in front of you and take it away. You know, it's late. My my mind is not necessarily... I'm trying to be generous, but, but it may not be working out the way that I'd hoped. So, Gener- so when, yeah. when, you, when you say the word generous, you mm. mean things that I enjoy and want to do for myself. Mm. That's what generosity... Because when I'm happy, other people are happy, right? That's what generosity is. Yes. Yes. Taking, is it? Taking things for you? Is no. it? Is it not? I don't think so. Oh. I huh. don't think okay. so. I'll work on it. That's good. I'll work on it. That's good. People who like to take things for themselves, Frank. There's oh this wonderful, um, wonderfully evil creature of the universe called Brainiac uh, <laughs> who takes things <laughs> for themselves. Yeah. Best segue in the world. Definitely the best. Um, and he uh, recently appeared on the show called Krypton. Yes. To which you do a whole podcast about. I certainly do. And you watched this whole show. 
The whole, the whole thing. The whole, all ten episodes? Ten episodes. Ten episodes. Yes. And it's only in its first season. Yes. And and I, meanwhile, also watched it, But and I said to myself, hey, you're a Superman guy, and you love this prequel show mm-hmm. uh, in the Superman mythos, and I'm a Batman guy and love the prequel show Gotham in that little prequel world. So let's, uh, I say, since those seasons have kind of, these uh, seasons have wrapped, season four of Gotham, season one of Krypton, let's sit down and talk about them with one another, mm-hmm. and not necessarily a... You should watch this because I do watch Krypton. You do, yeah. Um, but you do not watch Gotham. I haven't seen since season one. And to which I tell you, it's not It's not season one that it's about, baby. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah, season... I do not like cop procedural shows. Right, right, They are right. so incredibly boring to me. And that's what season one of Gotham was. But season... Two through four, and then into the fifth and final season, I would assume, is really more about the actual interesting characters of Gotham and the melodrama that all takes place around them. And that's kind of what Krypton is, too, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's very very much a story about, about Superman. About sort of saving Superman, you know, it's a little bit of like a Back to the Future type of thing of, oh, we need to make sure that that uh, we save the future and like that all these events that have to happen happen so that Superman can be born and and save you know save Earth. So uh, before we continue any further, are, are we gonna spoil these seasons? Because I don't think you're going to watch Gotham, so it doesn't matter. No, and I've already seen Krypton, so it right. doesn't matter to me. And I think for anyone listening, it's sort of like. Too I hope bad. you've. I hope you've seen these shows to enjoy this conversation. There, so. that's a, that's a good point. So yeah. let's just spoil them right away. Yeah. So Jerome isn't the Joker. It's actually Jeremiah. That's nuts to me. Um, that means nothing to you. So I remember you... Jerome. Okay. So that kid in the first. Yeah. That kid. That adult. Yes. Who was playing a, like like a teenager or like twenty a teen, something twenty or something yeah. in the first in the first season did a great job and they were like hey. We'll never see you again. Yeah. Until everyone went, wow, that kid did a great job. Let's see him again. And they were like, cool, let's do it this way. And he'll be like a proto Joker and he'll inspire the real Joker in his in his mads and methods. And it just kept building and building and building. And so like you get to the point where like real comic stuff like he like his tears his face off and then it's sewn back on mm. like in the new 52 joker mm-hmm. for a while you remember that story I vaguely do. yeah but then this season crazy they do like a long halloween kind of thing oh oh in, in the second season and all of these villains start getting together um the riddler penguin rachel ghoul is playing in the background poison ivy um this is all happening at once all at once I'm telling you, it's like literally everyone's there. It's not even like they're pre- they don't pretend who they are anymore. Like you know that first season with like the Riddler, like he likes riddles. Yeah, Maybe yeah. A- no, he's just the Riddler. Just they the call Riddler. he they call him the Riddler. Oh, like there's no there's no fuss about like who anybody is. They just are who they are. Costumes, costumes. Uh, well, Batman's characters are interesting in that a lot of them don't have costumes. So, like, the Penguin's costume is just a suit. Yes, yes. The Riddler's costume is a suit. But when he becomes the Riddler, 
that's it. He's just in his green suit and bowler hat and whatever. Like, there is no, there is no like, oh, he's wearing a green tie and that's right, it. That's a nod that's your to his, inc- yeah. No, he's just the Riddler. He's, he's just the Riddler. The, Riddler. He is an excellent, he, he, to me, is better than any live action Riddler that really? has taken place. Wow. He's so good. Penguin is a totally different kind of penguin, but he's really interesting and really engaging. Mr. Freeze is in like a full Mr. Freeze like bodyguard. The Scarecrow, full Scarecrow, Scythe, everything. Like they just, here it is. Here's everything. So the object is not Batman starts in costume right, and they all right. rise to meet him. Mm. It's more like they're all crazy and he matches their crazy. Which has always been sort of the approach that I like for Batman. Me too. Honestly, like I yeah. like the idea that like there's so much crime and and so much insanity that he needs to rise to the occasion to to you know like to fight fire with fire type of thing. That's right. Which is not something that that's not a a comic thing because it's always he starts and they all go interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a good idea. But here it's like he, it actually makes Bruce less crazy to be like, look at all these wackadoos. Yeah, right, right. I'm going to match their wackadoonness because it's the only thing they're going to respond to, mm-hmm. um, which is really interesting. So this Joker thing. So you at least remember kind of the performance of him. And they weren't allowed to – they can't say Joker and he they can't give anyone green hair because that was WB's kind oh, of – Oh, interesting. That was their stipulation. You can't do that. You can get as close. You can like – basically be him just not those you can't things. say those two things mostly because i think of all those joker projects that wb's floating I mean, around there's like three of them uh yeah so two there's suicide squad 2 which he might be in yeah. there's the birds of prey movie which he might oh, be in oh yeah i forgot about that one yeah there's the joker solo movie with jared leto that he might be in um and then there's the scorsese and then there's the scorsese produced um one with Joaquin Phoenix that starts shooting in September, which is, which I heard re- very recently that it's the Batman movie that's being made might be linked to that film, and not mm. like and so it's like if that if if it's like if audiences respond to that or to both, then those they're soft rebooted as to that. Yeah, that's yeah, the thing. interesting. Would that be with Affleck? Un- unknown, unknown at this point. Okay. Unknown. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, but that, it, that goes back to our conversation from last week, but I'll, uh, we won't digress. No, exactly. So, but the, so anyway, the, the thing with the proto joke, so it turns out that Jeremiah has been, uh, Jerome, I'm sorry, has, has a twin brother whose name is Jeremiah. Oh, okay. Who knows that his brother is crazy, played by the same actor, of course. Of course. Um, who knows that his brother is crazy. And so he's like total in hiding, but this, but he is like quiet. He's an architect, total genius. You see where I'm going, here? Mm-hmm. like you know. And his it, Jerome makes it his mission to make his brother like him. Like we're twins, like we got to be the same. Oh wow! And so he like his last act, he dies in the show in season four. So like Jim kills him, and this whole thing is set up where he like. He make has Scarecrow make Joker gas to turn his twin brother insane, but it also bleaches his skin and whatever else. And so now, like, the real Joker is actually Jerome's twin brother, oh, wow. Jeremiah. But he plays it 
the exact opposite. So now he's like, it's total monotone, barely smiles. It's like a smirk. And it's more like Hannibal Lecter staring mm. at you. And it's such an interesting and new take on the Joker that nobody's ever done before. It's so That's so it, interesting. It's so creepy. How is that? The honest question. Mm-hmm. Uh, how is that different than Heath Ledger when in in his quiet moments? You know, when he's being just sort of the Heath Ledger is qu- part of the plan. Well, Heath Ledger in his quiet. Good question. Heath Ledger in his quiet moments still has this kind of like drifting eye kind of yes. thing. You know, like yes, he's, yes. he's almost like a kid with ADD. Just can't yes. sit quite yes, still. Yes. Like he's like, I gotta move on to the next thing. Uh, even in his, even in his like quote unquote quiet moments, he's always kind of moving. Like or like, let's say he's in like the like the detention, uh, the the, deten- the interrogation room, and and you know like how many of your friends did I like? Mm-hmm. It, he can't just say things seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even when he's trying to be serious, I guess in his own Joker way, um, this is like it's legitimately like. Hannibal Lecter talking to Clarice through the glass. I see. It's like I'm not going to blink. I'm not. I'm going to make direct eye contact with you, and I'm not going to move. So much more unsettling. Very. Than... It's very unsettling, mm-hmm. and it's a totally different take on the Joker. Whereas everyone else is going, "Huh, oh, we're bad and crazy." Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And yeah. He's, he's just, just like totally chill, Oof. and it is. It's very cool, and I think the show over the past couple of years has found ways to be really creative in its approach to these films, so you don't feel like you're watching the same thing over again. Um, and then to watch alliances break and fold. So if you like that part of say like the long Halloween or Gotham central or these different comics, like that's what you're, you're watching. You're watching the Riddler and penguin team up until one double crosses the other. Mm. And then one's end up, one ends up in the river and Riddler ends up frozen in a block of ice from Mr. Freeze that penguin puts him in the middle of his new club, the Iceberg Lounge, mm. and it's the Riddler in the... Like, it's just really clever takes on the whole... It's real. It's a really clever take on the whole Batman mm-hmm. mythology, mm-hmm. and I love it oh so very much, and I wasn't feeling Krypton that way until their big twist okay. in episode six, and that's yes. kind of where I want to talk to you okay. about Krypton, because it definitely is like a... We got to save Superman because if we don't, you know, the past and the back to the future and the cape and the whatever. And I'm like, I really don't care about any of these people. Good actors. I just don't really care about any Mm -hmm. of them. Mm -hmm. I need something more tangible from the Superman mythos besides the alarming presence of Brainiac somewhere. Sure. So so the new the new characters Mm -hmm. that we're meeting for the first time, like the Kryptonian characters we're meeting. You weren't invested in them. Brainiac was kind of Some interesting. Of them are. I mean, I like I like Seg. Yeah, and the girl with Wallace Day. I don't know her character. Nissa. Nissa Vex. Nissa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked her. She was interesting, and you know, like, oh, you're a Zod. I get it. Cool. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. So, but it was like it wasn't just wasn't enough. You know, it wasn't enough people that I recognized. But I'll, then I'll, I, I get that. Yeah, I do. but I do. then episode six hit. Right. And I was on. I was totally on board. Right. So and, you find out again. Spoilers. You find out that General Zod has come back to the past mm-hmm. and is and is is uh, Seg's girlfriend's son. Yeah. Um, let's put it that we're yeah. That's a great lover's way of putting son. It. Yeah. Um, and then later on, even we find out that he's the son of 
her and Seg. That's right. Um, so the house, the house of El and Zod are actually a little more, more yes. united than you would think. Yes. Yeah. Which, like, the Gotham stuff, it just adds to the depth of what you enjoy. Yeah. Plus, it's a character that you recognize. I'm like... I'll watch a show about General about Zod, General Zod because yes. I have a much I have enough emotional attachment to General Zod. Yeah, I get that. I do. Yeah, I, I I fully I totally get why you would feel less invested before. Like, yeah, sure, they're cool characters that are being introduced to, but once it's a character you already know, then you're much more interested. Mm-hmm. A character yeah. you've read for years and have watched for years, like that, that makes a huge difference. And That's I, right. I totally acknowledge that. That's right. And then adding a real brainiac into the show, not Super cool looking CG. I had two lines in the pilot, right? Maniac, right, which was very cool. But I like I needed to see him, I guess, and even him in, using the voice of Rao as in, like a body mm-hmm. in whatever else. That was very cool. It was. It was. I think I enjoy, I enjoyed Krypton because it's 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 a well thought out. Krypton is a well thought out society. It has the benefit of years of comic book writers like forming an actual, um, an actual society. Yes, and and the show is really just able to take that and run with it. They didn't have to do a lot with it. Really, they didn't really do anything with it, did they? Not well. I mean, they did develop this sort of a voice of Rao idea, and, and oh, sure. uh, you know, like mm-hmm. they developed a lot of sort of like. Is that what you're talking about? Sort of like the culture oh, of Krypton. I. That they played with. I meant more like they didn't have to think like the science guild is already a thing or the oh, military guild. Like, I see. Yes. That those things already existed. societal structure yes. already exists. Yes. So then they were able to work on the current or the show's current culture. Yes. That they way. took the framework. The political, they were able to add politics yes. into um, into what existed as a framework. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They took an existing framework and built on it. Yes. I, yes. Yeah. Yes, but the 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 skeleton of it was already in place. Mm-hmm. All they did was build on top of it. Yes, yeah, and th- that I enjoyed. Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I for me, it feels it feels like a Superman show without Superman being in it. Probably more than Supergirl does in a lot of ways. You know, it feels like it. Mm-hmm. That Supergirl is like his own its own thing. You know, yes. Super she has her own sort of code uh, of conduct and everything in her own supergirl is not a replacement for Superman. no she is her own character that's right and that is that is that's like arrow is not a replacement for batman no it's like you can make comparisons certainly but i mean you can make comparisons going back to the the you know the original Air, green arrow comics with arrow cave and arrow plane and blah blah mm-hmm, blah mm-hmm. it is just a knockoff back so, then it was kind of just kind of an off yeah knockoff. but but arrow the show is not that's right. right. That some of the basic framework is there, um, you know that style of dark vigilante. But I mean, they all have bases. Yeah, you know, they all have sidekicks. Right. You know what I mean? He's just you know the more aggressive of those characters. Yes. But that's really where the that's where it stops. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Totally. And 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 same with Supergirl, where like Supergirl has it similar to Superman, but it's a it is a different character, and his men is meant to be. Um, but this Krypton feels a bit more like a Superman show per se and, and feels like it, but it's not mm-hmm. Superman's nowhere to be found. Um, the whole point is if they can, if they, uh, uh, achieve their goals, then there will be a Superman, but the, the feeling, the stakes, the storytelling to me all feel like Superman style storytelling where Seg is sort of being put in a position of 
making a lot of the same choices that Superman has to make mm-hmm. world saving choices, but that are very, that are rooted in the everyday sort of, I hesitate to call it humanity, but let's call it humanity of, of sort of saving, you know, everyday people's lives. He's choosing between, do I save my planet now or, or let it get destroyed so that a, another planet lives. Yeah. Um, which to me is a fascinating set of questions. Mm-hmm. Especially because I know that the end game is, you know, my favorite character gets to happen. <laughs> right. So sure. I'm I'm biased obviously by that. But um that's what I love about it so much. And it does sound like there are a lot of sort of similarities in the um approach that both shows are taking. Mm-hmm. Where they're bringing in characters you know and making them the full on you know, not not sort of what Smallville would do where it's like, Oh, he's wearing a jacket that's the same color as his costume is gonna one day be here's right. the flash in a hoodie that kind of looks like a flash costume. Yeah. I it's have like much no here less is tolerance for that. Right. Yeah. Well it, ten years ago, fifteen years ago That's all what you could do. That is the, the best quote, we got audience because audiences could handle quote they, unquote. That's what they decided we could handle. And so we were because it was all we could get, we were like, Great, this is this is great. I'm excited. He's kind of the flash. He's kind of Aquaman. Mm-hmm. But now we're like, okay, here's Zod, here's the Joker, here's Penguin, here's you know, Riddler Here's all these characters full on. That's so much more exciting. Super right. Because as a fan of the Superman mythology or the Batman mythology, you have just as much attachment to you have just as much attachment as to those secondary characters as you do to the main hero. Yeah. Like like I I love Batman, but I also but I also love Jim Gordon or the Riddler or Penguin or whatever just as I wouldn't say maybe just as much, but I'm just as invested in their story. You spend just as much time reading about them as you do about Batman. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, And so I'm fully, I'm fully okay watching a show with all these other characters in Superman mythology or in Batman mythology because I don't just care about Zeus. I also care about Hera and Hermes and Ares and, you know, like, you know, that makes in yes. Hades and yes. blah, blah, blah. That's, you know, it's not just the one thing mm-hmm. because like I've let's so take Justice League as a as an example. Like, here's your hero mixed with all these other characters, but you might not have an attachment to Aquaman or Flash or Cyborg or Green Lantern or whatever the same way that you do to say General Zod yes. or um, Brainiac or whatever you actually might have more an attachment to General Zod than Aquaman yeah so I'm actually more interested in watching General Zod run around for 10 episodes than Aquaman run around mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that's yeah that's a really interesting observation yeah mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with that I totally agree with that yeah there are some villains that I care about more than some heroes <laughs> yeah just because I've spent more time with them you spend more time with them yeah that's right it's not necessarily the heroics that you're attached to it's the story how they all these characters weave together yes and so um do you think that we're getting to the point where so like we're watching gotham's ending after this season tragically but but five seasons is a is a very good run it's a good run the problem is that the first season is so meh yeah it's like it's like three and a half years of goodness as opposed to born like because um, the last season of Gotham is only a half season. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is okay. I'm going to miss those other episodes because Gotham does a smart thing where it's 22 episodes, but they do 
a full story in the first half and a full story in the second half. So mm-hmm. you actually feel like you're getting more bang for your buck. Sure, you're getting two 11-episode seasons out of out of one mm-hmm. point two. Yeah, exactly. So there's no wasted minute, right? Um, but do you think we're getting to the point? So we were watching you, Krypton. You watch you're watching a Superman show with all the people that comprise the Superman show or could comprise the Superman show without Superman. Yes, and I'm watching a Batman show comprised of literally all the people. Including Bruce Wayne right. himself, young Bruce Wayne, young Bruce Wayne, just not in a bat costume. Like, um, like we're so close. Do you think the next kind of tidal wave of these shows, you're just going to see a Superman show? My God, I hope so. We've seen it before, multiple times, multiple times. It's not new. No, it it's not. I mean, it, the last time, I mean, Smallville kind of counts, mm-hmm. but certainly Lois and Clark counts. Certainly. Yeah. Honestly, Superboy counts in the eighties. Yep, you know, and then George Reeves before that, and uh, not to mention the animated series. But we're just talking live action. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I feel like we might be due for that soon. Maybe they don't agree. You know, maybe they feel like well, Smallville's only a few years ago, so like there's still some time to space this out. We have movies we want to do, and they are always wary of sort of having movies and TV at the same time. Even though I kind of think that's like, I don't know, like you're doing it now with Flash, and and right. you know, like so what's the difference? Um, but you're okay having two Joker movies that aren't connected, right? <laughs> but you can't have Joker on TV. Like that's more confusing. Way more confusing. It's in a different arena. I think people can separate. Like that's the movie Flash. That's a TV Flash. There are some people, yes, who are like, why not just have them cross over? What right. the hell? Which to which I say, good point. But anyway, but but people can understand it. Yeah, right. People can understand the difference. But to your point, having two theatrical Jokers that are separate is much more confusing. That's way more confusing. Way more because people see. A trailer for Joker, and they're like, "Wait, wasn't there just a Joker movie? Why is it a different actor? What right, happened?" Exactly. The same way people were like, "Oh, Rogue One is Ray in this one?" Yeah, Ray looks different. Did yeah. they recast her? Right, right. That's a different character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, I, I would love to see a Superman series and a Batman series. I would watch them both. Right, and I think see, there's two merits to this, right? Because on on one end, you're like, you could just make all the money. Yes. Just putting Batman show or Superman show. That's just what people want. You're literally giving the people what they want. They will tu- they will tune in for that at least for a couple of seasons until they get bored just like everybody does. Sure. You know, but on the so the same token just give the people something you're going to get the ratings. Yes. If you if you make Go- if you made Gotham the way that you're making it except instead of just watching Bruce grow up, it's just Batman. Mhm. You've got a show. I don't under like your whole cast is there. They're in. They were all. They could have done it. Yes. On the in Superman on the same like you could take that guy who plays Seg, and like it's just a little bit of reworking. But he. But I mean, it's his grandfather. So there's like a model there mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you've got your General Zod. You have even if you did a Superman an off world Superman show yes you know he's stuck on krypton for whatever reason blah blah sure. blah it's you know you you could do it you could do it yeah it's totally possible yes. if you can do supergirl on tv you can do superman on yes. TV. if you can do arrow or flash or legend of tomorrow like you can do them yes it's not like the costume's not any harder no you know just because he's got bat ears doesn't mean that it's you can't put it on the small <laughs> screen it doesn't right. make any sense but on the flip side by doing it this way, you've exposed so many more heroes and villains to a general audience that would 
you would never believe that Supergirl's going into its fourth, yeah, se- fourth, fourth season. season. Supergirl, mm-hmm. Green Arrow has shown up on not one but two network shows. Yes, you know, like, yeah. and so, you know, like, why would why would you ever assume people would know who the Atom was, right? Or Hawkman, or Hawk Girl, or Deathstroke, or you know, Speedy. Yeah, you know, so. It's got Leslie Tompkins, you know, like, <laughs> yes, you know, like, you, why would you assume? So by doing it this way, they are expand by not giving the people us those shows. They are able to broaden their product. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They are able to they are able to. to by not giving us the the like, say, the, the Trinity mm-hmm. um, on TV. They are able to expand a bit and, and, and expose other characters who wouldn't get TV exposure otherwise because they wouldn't have to sort of dig the bottom of the barrel as mm-hmm. much. That's right. I hate to call those characters bottom of the barrel, but let's kind of call a spade a spade. They're less popular. They're just less popular. They're just less popular. Um, I I feel like we are probably a few years away from there being a sort of mini explosion of Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman you know those sort of heavy hitters. I honestly think you'll have to see the current slate die. I think so. You'll too. have to see superheroes on TV go out of fashion. And oh, then, I see that's and, interesting. And then the next wave to bring it back, you come in big. If that's true, let's if let's assume you're right for a second, that would mean it would take longer than what I'm talking about for that to happen. Definitely like it would, it would take, take yeah. Let's say up to five years for these shows to phase out. Black Lightning just started. A couple of these shows are only a couple of years in. Stephen Amell wants the Arrow writers this season to write as if there will be no more Arrow. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. don't want to, you know, write as if it's the last one. Once Not because it season, is the season seven. They're going to be on season seven. Once you get yeah. that high, you got to start assuming that any season could be your last. That's right. You know, so so I, they they that's smart. That's just smart to start mm-hmm. act. You know, be ready for it so that if you do have to end it, fans are satisfied with the ending. That's correct. You don't end on a cliffhanger or something. You know. Yeah, cliffhangers are fine. Yeah, but you don't want to end the whole series that way. No, you don't. No, no, because there will the the question eternal. You want to give us a Parks and Rec finale? Yes, where we see where everyone's like in the future, and there's no possible way for us to a reunion because we're completely satisfied. Mm-hmm. That's the way to end it. Yes, every show forever, forever, please. Um, honestly, with streaming now, that's much more a possibility. It makes more sense to do that. Like, well, people are going to binge watch this anyway. We might as well. Was it Sense Eight? What show was it that mm-hmm. Netflix canceled? And then there was such an outcry from fans that they were like, "Fine, we're going to give them like a four episode mini season just to wrap it up." Yeah, and I'm like, "That's so smart mm-hmm. because people are binging this stuff nowadays. You might as well let them do an ending so that the bingers can at least get the the re- resolution." That's right. Let them do two episodes at the end to tie it up. A movie to tie it up. You know, like yep. whatever. Um, just tie it up. Doesn't even have to be good. No. Just, uh, well, uh, preferably well, it, sh- it would. It but, should be. But but, you know. but if it if it can't be, like, and uh, some kind of satisfying ending is is you know, in a lot of cases, we'll take it just for the satisfaction. Exactly. Yeah. Um. I I I think that. So I really have enjoyed Krypton. You are kind of making me want to to at least watch maybe the most recent uh, uh season. season of of Gotham and 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 see what it's about. Yeah, this season was really good. I think the last season was a little bit better, if I have to be totally honest. So but season three? Season three, yeah. I think, was just a, a little bit better. And I, I honestly couldn't remember why. It's all kind of blended together. But um, maybe because the show really builds on its relationships. And so, like, so like if you're getting really 
if you're getting really out there. So like Riddler becomes the Riddler because he has this crush on this woman that he basically he the Riddler is basically his alternate personality that he talks to and he murders this woman and like and it goes back and forth and then it's he finds Penguin and cares for him and Penguin's like I think I'm gay because I have feelings for the Riddler. Riddler's like I'm not gay. Like it's <laughs> I but that like you. it has a whole layer to mm. their it has a whole layer to their relationship, but it that is never forgotten in the show. I think you know what I mean? So there might be some stuff that you'd be like, I have no idea what they're talking about. But also it doesn't matter. But also B D Wong is the villain in the second yeah. season. Yeah. So he's Hugo Strange. Yeah. He's freaking awesome. He's so good. Because he's B.D. Wong, because B.D. Wong is one of the world's greatest actors that that everyone loves, but nobody knows. Isn't that true? Mm -hmm. It's so true. It's so sad, too. It's so unfortunate. He's so good. He's so good. Mm -hmm. He's got a nice voice. Yes, yes. He played Linus in the revival of Charlie Brown in the early 2000s. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Really cool. With, um, who else was in that show? Roger Bart, um, Christian Chenoweth. Yes. Yes, 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 right. Yeah. So, yeah. That was B.D. B.D. Wong. Wow, good for him. Linus, yeah. So anyway, um, no, but even if you wanted to watch that, just that Joker's, you could watch the second half of the fourth. That's what I was thinking. Season. Is I might just watch half a season, just because yeah, you, you said there's just separate to arcs. See that stuff because it's it's the long Halloween from that because the first season is Sophia Falcone and like that whole side of that whole side of like the Falcone crime family Halloween thing. And then I love the book so much. I know it's so good, but it's really like there are scenes in the second half of the season where it's like, here are all the villains on screen in their costumes in their Like, it's crazy. Yeah, that does sound pretty cool. That that does sound like something worth worth checking out. Mm-hmm. When I don't have the time. I would I would really. I would really love to see like I you're making me wish that they would have done exactly what you said a few minutes ago. Take all those actors who are playing those villains and have them be in a Batman show. I know. You know, and I would love to see that some of the folks who are in Krypton be those same characters in a Superman show. Oh, man, the guy who plays Zod, like so great. He's so good. He's he was great on Arrow and, and <sighs> now he's great here. James Pierce Brosnan, James Bond's best friend yes, in yes. MI six. I can't remember his name. He's a good actor. Um, Colin Salmon is the actor's name. That's it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, he's fantastic. You know, as you talk about the possibility of, the, you know, maybe one day there being another Superman show, another Batman show on TV, live action. First of all, I don't think those would be on the CW. If they were, they'd be huge for CW, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they, either way, I could see a world where because the crossovers have been so successful for the CW. You just do a Superman Batman show? Well, or or you do separate shows and have them cross over once a year like you're doing. And I could see that being like people saying like, "Oh, this is what Batman v Superman should have been." No, if they did, if they did the Batman Superman show, but one week it's Superman for an hour, the next week it's Batman. Ooh, and then like that's kind of like doing the two eleven episode seasons, they, but mm-hmm. interweave, but and interweave. then like have it culminate in one story or that's something. Right, but that also gives those shows like an extra half of an amount of time to make right. the episode. Because right. if they're right. going back, like, you know what I mean? They don't yes. have to do the whole episode in 10 days. Now they have 17 days to make one episode. That does cost more to do, though. Yes, it does. You got to pay people and everything. Like that's, that. that's a good point. But, but maybe they could take 12, 13 days. Sure, maybe they could take a little wiggle room. Yeah, yeah that's that's cool. That would be that could be really cool. Even if you just take that extra time for some special effects, you know, right. like, you know, it's not like a, to get okay, it's, right. okay, we got to, you know, we, everybody's like blood pressure so high because they're working on a TV schedule. 
you know, like there's some merit to something like that. That could be a really cool. Fo- that could be something cool for like the DC streaming service. I bet you it'd be DC, DC streaming service. If they do anything it, else, I bet they would do it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I bet because technically Fox has the rights to Batman on TV first. They have like yes. first dibs on the, but um, I don't know if that would be the case with the acquisition actually. Um, because AT and T now owns Warner Brothers. AT and T now owns Warner Brothers, and then if the Disney merger goes through, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember though. Did, would they own Fox Television Network? They would own the IPs that Fox has. <sighs> That'd be really weird if Disney owned had the like first right of refusal on a DC property. Uh-huh. That'd be yeah. really funny. That would be very, yeah. very funny. My point with all of that is I bet you that's a the the streaming service is a loophole because it's not yeah. strictly on TV. Might you can be. watch on your phone, your iPad, whatever. Might be, yeah. Um, so it's not depends how those deals are structured, but yes, it could be. But that would be great for that DC streaming service. That would be a huge boon, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're doing Titans. There was a set photo of the bat signal on the show. Exciting. So it's like you can't have Robin on the show and be like you can mention Batman certainly and Bat Signal and all that stuff, but eventually Yeah, it comes back to it, Batman eventually. It, comes, it all comes back to those to the biggest heroes. Yeah. Because the majority of the DC universe is made up of those sidekicks who have become their own Yes. Uh you know not the majority I should say, but like a lot it's a lot of legacy yes. in in there. And so it's just hard to make those heroes branch out on their own. But mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. that's uh, it for us, I think. So, Frank, where can the people find us? You can find us at BeerWithGeeks.com, at BeerWithGeeks on Twitter, BeerWithGeeks at gmail.com, ThoughtBubbleAudio.com for this show and all of our other shows, including Starkville's House of El Krypton, where we talk about Krypton at length. We even interviewed the showrunner, um, and we had a delightful time doing it. Cameron Welsh was was a, uh, a delight to talk to. Um, you can find Academy Rewind there and Supergirl TV Talk Um you can find all those fun shows at thoughtbubbleaudio.com. You can rate and review us on iTunes. We really, really appreciate your ratings and reviews. They mean so much to us, and they really help us out. You can find us at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio if you would like to support us monetarily and uh, and get some, some extras while you do it. Um, and then uh, starkexpolive.eventbrite.com if you want to hang out with me in September in, uh, in Atlanta. And uh, untitledtechpodcast.com if you like technology mm-hmm. want to hear me babble about it cool sounds great well until next time cheers, cheers. feels good to do that in person though <laughs>